0: is Instagram actually worth it in 2020? Are you going to be able to grow and bring that growth to your other platforms? Is it going to be something that you actually use and see success from? Who knows? Actually, we do. (laughs) That's what we're going to be talking about in this entire episode. I'm going to walk you from point A to point B, how to grow on Instagram. So let's do it. what's up everyone welcome back to the stream coach podcast in our last episode I talked about this idea that I have for talking about all of the different platforms and the strategies that are currently working for Instagram Twitter your stream YouTube podcasting all of those then sharing how to grow each of those platforms and how to really grow a community so that everything supports each other and then what you can do beyond that growth how do you monetize how do you get into to the like, full-time content creator lifestyle and working you through that transition from growing on your platforms to being that full-time creator. And you loved that idea. So that's really cool. That's what we're going to be doing in the podcast the next uh, few episodes. This is almost like a series, right? I also asked you what platform you wanted me to talk about next, We didn't have a lot of tweets, and I also haven't really had time for Twitter the last week or so uh, because our program started for DreamStream Academy, so I haven't been paying a ton of attention to my mentions as I usually do. I did see one person said they wanted to learn about how to use streaming to blow up their other content, but then... Because Twitter kind of like failed me there, I went to Instagram last night and I asked you all at Insta what you wanted to learn about next between Instagram, podcasting, and streaming. And of course, since we asked Instagram, they said they wanted to learn about Instagram. So that's what this episode is going to be about. We're going to talk about how you can grow on Instagram, what's currently working, what's not working, how Instagram should fit into your content plan overall. And especially for those of you who are like full-time nine-to-five job people who want to be full-time as a content creator, this is going to be something that will be super, super helpful for you because this should help you figure out if you should be putting your time into Instagram or not, if you need to be focusing on other platforms over Insta. So we're going to get into all of that. Uh, One more thing I wanted to tell you about, though, the beta program, DreamStream Academy, like I said, just started this past Saturday. So hello to any students who are listening to this. I'm so excited to be working with you. I'm really, really pumped about the next six weeks. Essentially, this is an academy, a a six-week coaching program that I started based on the last two years that I've been doing one-on-one coaching and group coaching with streamers. So I'm trying to see if there is a bigger way that I can take one-on-one coaching. Is there a bigger direction? Can I create a community out of it? Can I make some Something that is way larger than what I've been doing and something that will actually have results that someone can go through the program, know exactly where they're at before the program, and then at the end of the program, see very obvious change and improvements in their content. So that's what we're working on right now. I'm obviously very busy with building this entire thing. I'm very focused on these students right now. There's 35 of them, which is pretty freaking sick, but I want to be vlogging this process. So I am going to be filming everything that I learn about building this coaching program, the struggles, the things that are succeeding for us. And what I really want to do with this is share with you whether or not you can create a... Coaching program for streamers. Like, is it actually possible to take someone who is a quote unquote bad streamer or a small streamer, put them through this program for six weeks, and then make them way better? I believe that it is, but I want to show you that process. And I think that's going to be a really, really interesting journey. So keep an eye out for that vlog that's going to be up on YouTube uh, in like middle of March. So that's a project I'm really excited about right now. But enough talking. Let's get into Instagram. Okay, so I've done a lot of preparation for this podcast episode. I've been researching nonstop. I've checked in with coaches. I've checked in with other people who are educating about Instagram. And from the streamer perspective you might feel like Instagram is not a very good place for you to be spending your time. It's very crowded in 2020. It's super saturated. It's more difficult to grow now versus like four years ago. And why the heck should I spend all my time on Instagram when Twitter is obviously where all the streamers are, the engagement, the conversation is much more active, but... I'm here to tell you Instagram is still incredibly valid for a lot of different reasons. It's not going to be for everyone. It is not a platform that I think every single streamer needs to actively be part of. But a lot of us are sleeping on this when we absolutely shouldn't be. So first off, what is Instagram? I don't think any of you listening to this don't know what Instagram is, but just in case, it's essentially a social media platform where uh, there's a higher, heavier focus on visual aesthetic. So photos, uh, stories, which are kind of like behind the scenes of your life. Uh, It's a lot more video and photo oriented versus Twitter, which we talked about last week, which is mainly text and conversation oriented. Who should use Twitter? Twitter, first off, is of course great, great, great for those of you who have a visual side of your brand. So if you are into cooking, if you're into dancing, if you are into literally anything that is visual, that is something people can see and appreciate, you should be on Instagram. But There are a lot of you who can communicate better through visuals than you can through text. It's very, very common for streamers to be better at Twitter than they will be at Instagram because the skills that you're learning as a streamer is not necessarily a visual skill. It's not like YouTube, right? Streaming and YouTube are completely different skill sets. In YouTube, you learn how to tell a visual story. It's very much focused on how can you take someone from point A to point B, but not just tell them how to do it. You have to show them how to do it. You have to show the actual visual components of everything that you're doing and the things that you're either instructing or trying to entertain them on. Streaming is completely different. It's much more so based in conversation and talking and communicating, which works really well with Twitter because those two skills align really well, but... Instagram is completely different. It's similar to YouTube. This is why you often see YouTubers who say, hey, go follow me on Instagram, because this is a skill that they've honed very, very well compared to streamers. We do not get almost any training in visual storytelling aside from the games that we're playing. But we ourselves do not have to create that visual storytelling component to the content that we're making. But some of you have the ability to learn this skill and it's going to come very naturally to you versus something that uh, is like Twitter or streaming. Some of you are just better visual storytellers versus the text-based information, but you won't know until you give, a ch- give it a chance. So if you're not giving it a chance yet, you definitely need to try to develop this skill, especially if you're a streamer who right now is saying that you want to get into YouTube to grow your channel. YouTube and Instagram are helping you develop the exact same skill, and I firmly believe more streamers need to learn how to tell visual stories, to uh, develop an aesthetic, to become a little bit more visual in the content that we create versus just having that um that text component the conversation component and relying on relationships um and text like twitter right um ha- developing this kind of of Component to your content is much different from just good design. It's much more than just hiring a designer and making stuff look good. It's learning how to use little pop ups or little uh, like B roll or how to use all of these different elements to create a more fully fleshed out version of yourself for the people that want to consume your content. So those are the types of people that you should, that should use it. If you haven't used it already, if you're weak in this skill, or if you're strong in the skill, definitely try it out. It is still worth it in 2020. A big reason that it's still worth it here is because TikTok is huge. And on TikTok, on your profile, there is literally a button that goes straight to Instagram. There was a YouTube video that I watched of actually a very small YouTuber who talked about how to grow on Instagram, and his number one point was the best way to grow on Instagram right now is by using TikTok, because even though TikTok has 500 million active users on it, and it's not really small by any means, it's still very much great discoverability. uh, The way that they're pushing content out to everyone is very, very smart. Also, it's way more digestible. It's way more bingeable, which means that there's way more content on that platform. People are constantly skipping around and you're constantly being discovered. And once you get a a TikTok that is starting to do well, people go to your profile to see what else you're creating. There, that Instagram button is there. And so this person he uploaded to TikTok every single day for a month. He didn't even really do anything special on TikTok. He said his TikToks were pretty bad. I looked through them, they were like, okay, but the, his Instagram grew a ton by using TikTok. So that's a huge reason that, that Instagram is still relevant, but it's also still relevant because a lot of you want to get into YouTube and YouTube viewers are going to be way more comfortable with Instagram over Twitter. It's still relevant for specific brands. It's still a really, really great platform regardless of how saturated, quote unquote, it is. Now, we say this platform is saturated, but a lot of us are Twitch streamers. We're, we're, oh, I almost (laughs) swore. I'm gonna try to like keep that down, but we're, we're used to platforms that are very saturated. We're used to the constant thought of how do I stand out? How do I stand out? How do I stand out? However, as I've said about Twitch, about streaming, about literally everything else, you do not need to have thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of followers on Instagram or on Twitch in order to make a living, go full-time, achieve all of your goals... It's totally okay for you to not grow super fast on Instagram. It's actually way more likely that you're not going to, but the depth of relationships is going to be way, way, way better versus the people who do try to go really fast. We'll talk about that in a minute because we need to talk about uh, how... You use Insta, and we'll talk about the things that don't work. Let's actually talk about right now what doesn't work on Instagram. So believe it or not, a lot of us hate follow for follow, but believe it or not, a few years ago, follow for follow was actually a pretty good way of growing on Insta this was something that i actually did to grow my my instagram for that first like couple of thousand followers uh, it wasn't going to other Instagram accounts and commenting and saying like, hey, follow for follow. It was more so following people that had a similar interest, specifically people who followed the hashtag Twitch hashtag, going in there, following them because a lot of them were smaller streamers. And then whenever they saw that I was a stream coach, they would generally follow back. And then the people who didn't follow back, it's, you know, you, you don't follow them because they're not interested in pursuing a relationship for you. Now, the bad part about this is when people realized that this worked and it was a good way to get to know more people, it was a good way to grow your followers and to develop more relationships, of course, we're all overloaded with how many platforms we feel like we need to take care of. And so we think of how do we automate this platform? What are our opportunities to make this work easier for us? But the problem with this is that you can't automate relationships. You can automate literally everything else. You can automate posting on social. You can automate uh, what your caption should be. You can automate um, getting content out. Like you can automate so much, but the one thing you can't and shouldn't try or even ever attempt to automate is relationships because you can't have a relationship with a bot. And one of the worst feelings is whenever you Think that someone is talking to you. You think that someone has approached you and has finally seen you. And especially if it's someone that's well known that you really respect. And then you realize that they had just automated that relationship, they'd automated that interaction because that feels like a slap in the face. You're like, what's, what's, I'm not worth the actual attention. Like you're just sending this message out to everyone. It can be very obnoxious, it can be very annoying. So do not automate as tempted as you might be to do this. And I get that it takes time and energy, but every single platform is going to take time and energy. So don't attempt to just automate that time away. Bots are essentially the exact same thing. People are using, okay, so for a long time they were using bots to comment, right? And they'd leave like relatively ambiguous comments on other people's Instagram posts, and they would try to get attention that way. Once again, they're automating relationships. So that's not going to come across very great to the people that you want to follow you. Did I fall victim to this? Uh, I shouldn't say fall victim to this because it was an active choice that I made back in the day a few years ago. Yes, Uh But the problem with this is that once you learn this lesson, that automating relationships does not work, you realize all of the people that you have affected negatively and that now have this tarnished view of who you are. It is not worth it. Not only is it not worth it from that human being side, but it's also not worth it because Instagram punishes everyone who automates. They punish you if you automate comments. They will punish you if you automate DMs, if you automate literally anything the Instagram algorithm knows, and they are shutting down accounts that use automation. Now, I mentioned bots. A lot of people are actually using story view bots. So what this does is whenever someone posts an Instagram story, uh, a person who has signed up for this automation for these story view bots will have automated the process of viewing stories. So they'll view like five million stories in a day or something. And even if a very, very, very small percentage of the people that you viewed the stories of end up following you, that can still be a ton of followers. So the idea here is that you as the person who's receiving the botting, um, or who's having the person who's like botting the story views coming to your stories, you see their, their little, um, you see their profile picture pop up in the bottom of your stories over and over and over so many times. And so you think, wow, that person must be really engaged with my content. You look at who's viewing your stories, this works really well for smaller creators uh, because they, want, they pay way more attention to who's actively um, analyzing them and, and seeing their content and so they click on it, they see your name, they also see something we're going to talk about later, which is how important your name is on Instagram and how it's searchable and and some other functions we'll talk about, but... They see that, they click on you, they think, oh, that's cool, that person's looking at my stories, and then they follow you, right? So a very small percentage of people will actually follow someone who's viewing their stories, but even if it's very, very small, if you're watching 5 million, 10 million stories a day, that's going to be a ton of followers. But once again, it's automated, and Instagram will hate you for it, and the people are going to hate you for it, because it's not worth ruining relationships just to grow your metrics. Another thing that doesn't work is obviously any paid services like buying likes, buying followers, buying whatever, um, any automated services that will like other posts for you that will do any follow unfollow that will do it like any kind of automation, any kind of paid services are not good because Instagram is actively categorizing accounts that use these services as spam, which means that your posts aren't going to be promoted within the algorithm. Your content is not going to be served to your audience. They're essentially going to blacklist you from being able to be found as much as they possibly can because you use these services. So don't use any of this stuff. It's just not worth it. The amount of Effort that you put into Instagram, just like any social platform, is going to be the amount of results that you get from it. And how refreshing is it to be that person or to receive communication from a person who is an actual freaking person on Insta? It feels so good to get a DM from someone, to get attention from someone, to get comments and likes and all that stuff from an actual person because you can develop a real relationship with them. They're not a bot. You feel respected because they took totally the time to communicate with you. So be that person and you're going to get way more attention, way more engagement versus being a person who's just using all these automation tools. So that's what doesn't work. But what does work? How do we use Instagram to grow? Not just to grow ourselves on Insta, but how do we use it to grow on other platforms as well? So, I think the first thing that we need to think about is especially as streamers, because so many of us haven't developed this visual storytelling skill. We are very much resigned to this thought that because I am a personal brand, I am a streamer, I'm a content creator, people just want to see the behind the scenes of my life. And we end up making posts and creating content that's kind of like vlog style, um, that's a little bit more based on ourselves versus content that is meant to transform the people who we want to attract So we need to shift this thinking from my Instagram is for personal use to my Instagram is for business use. It's a completely different perspective. It's going to totally change the type of content that you share on Instagram. Someone who's sharing content that is personal is going to be sharing pictures of their dog, pictures of their lunch, pictures of uh, them going to the gym, which I'm totally guilty of this, but this is like an iconic thing that I'm building and it, it is intentional. (laughs) They're going to be sharing all of these random things that are really just behind the scenes of your life. The problem with this is that whenever you are trying to grow as a creator, there's this unwritten rule that very few of us talk about, which kind of sucks, but this is a totally true rule. And the rule is that people don't care about you. They care about what you can do for them. So think about whenever you find someone for the first time and you are unsure what they do. It seems like they're just streaming video games. You go to their Instagram and it's just kind of like posts of their life. It's really cool to see, but how is that really going to affect you? Yes, there are some people who can use their life as lessons to teach other people, but that's still a pretty low form of content creation. And for the people who are able to do that very, very successfully, it's because they have this crazy skill for it. They have a way to make people care about their lives beyond just, hey, here's the photo of my dog. Um, And it's generally because they apply the lessons from their life to the lessons that they want to teach their audience. But we want people to care about what we can do for them, right? Because they're going to be way more likely to care about them, themselves, their own story, what they've got going on in the world versus us. However, that's not to say they'll never care about you. What you're trying to do here is you're trying to help them achieve some kind of transformation. Uh, You're trying to help them overcome something. You're trying to create some kind of change for them in their life. And once you can prove to them that you can do that and that you are a helpful person, that's when they'll start caring about your life. That's when they're going to get more invested in you. So most of us are doing this the opposite way. We're trying to get them to care about us. We're trying to say, look how cool I am. Look how attractive I am. Look at all the cool stuff in my house. Look at my cool car. Look at this cool lunch versus saying, versus trying to be interested in them. How can I help you get a cooler house? How can I help you get a cooler car? How can I help you get a dope dog? How can I help you get a uh, really dope lunch? (laughs) So we want to think of Instagram as not a personal dumping ground, not a personal family photo album, but a place where we can help other people achieve the things that they want to achieve. So in order to do this, you need to know your audience. You need to know who you want to affect and who you want to attract. If you don't know those things, it's going to be really difficult for you to build an Instagram that people care about. So obviously, let's use an example of like fitness Instagrams. They're specifically for people who want to live that fitness lifestyle. They're for people who want to be athletes, who want to, be, uh, to have better diets, who want to learn how to exercise better, who want to be in that entire ecosystem. If you're a gamer, it's the exact same thing. If you're a streamer, it's the exact same thing. If you're an entrepreneur, it's the exact same thing. You have to think of who do you want to attract, and then you create an Instagram exactly for that specific person. Let's roll through all of the different pieces and functions of Instagram and we'll talk about how to optimize them for that specific person. I'm going to use myself as an example so that you can see how I'm doing this in a way to attract the audience that I want, which is streamers. The first section is your profile picture. So your profile picture, generally, you want to use a photo of your face. I've said this on the podcast before, but those of you using logos are really, really missing out on an opportunity to connect emotionally uh, and connect on a human being level with the people that you're attracting. People aren't attracted to businesses. They're attracted to other people. They're attracted to connections to relationships. And especially if you're trying to build a personal brand, you don't want to try to pass your personal brand off as some kind of business, as some kind of like generic logo type of relationship that they're going to develop. You want to be a real person. So use a photo of your face, preferably smiling. Generally, the research behind this is if they can see the whites of your eyes, that profile photo is probably a good one. Make sure it's well lit and if you are a streamer, I think I think that it is important that you show some kind of personality. Whatever that looks like for you, for some of you that might mean that it's a little bit more moody and brooding. For some of you it might mean it's super happy and laughing and bright. Mine is me with like a really goofy hairstyle. I think I have pigtails and I'm just laughing and having a good time because that's who I am and that's my brand. So make your profile photo an actual photo of your face. (laughs) Next is your name. A lot of people don't think about this, but your name is so important on Insta because it shows up everywhere. And did you know that your name on Instagram is searchable? How crazy is that? So people can be searching through a hashtag. They could be searching through a game. They could be searching through whatever. And they can find you based on your name. So my name is Ashney, And then there's a little tilde, the little wavy line. And it says Twitch Stream Coach. So if anyone on Instagram ever searches for Stream Coach, my account is going to pop up. Since I did this one thing and changed my bio, I barely make... Feed posts on Instagram. I get so many followers every single day now with only changing my bio and my name. I haven't changed anything else, zero in my entire strategy. So change your name to be reflective of the people that you want to attract. If it is for environmental awareness, you can say environmental advocate or environmental justice or something that those people are searching for. Think about it in terms of what are people looking for on Insta. If it's a specific video game, if you really, really love a specific gaming community, let's say I used to really love Dota 2. It could be Dota 2 Addict. It could be Dota 2 Fangirl, and then they come to my profile when they search Dota 2, and they see all of these like plushies and figurines and videos of my games and all that kind of stuff. They're going to be freaking hooked based on that. But use your name field, and this is not your username. You don't have to change your at, but you need to go into your settings and change your name make it searchable based on the actual name that you use. So whatever your name is on uh, Twitch or whatever name you're using for your content, still use that, but then have another section after it that explains to people what you do. The next is our bio. Okay. This is the next piece that people are going to be presented with when they come to our profile for the first time. And these technically four things are all going to work. Actually, it's like eight things, but they're all going to work together to convince someone to follow us or that we're not worth following. So you want to make sure that all of these things are on point because you will convince someone to follow you or not based on the information that you give them and the first impression that you have. So your bio should talk to people and should tell people what results they can get from you. Because remember, we're not a just personal dumping ground family photo album, we are approaching this from the transformation that we can give other people. Our bio needs to reflect that. What kind of transformation are you going to give? For me, my Instagram bio says something. Let me look it up. For example, if I was doing the Dota to Instagram and i wanted to attract more dota 2 players i would probably say that i help dota 2 players get better by sharing daily tips to help you increase your mmr or i would say i help dota 2 players uh cosplay better and learn better techniques for creating better dota 2 cosplays some kind of transformation that you can give them you want to make it very very obvious what following your account is going to do for the person that finds it for my twitch stream coach account it says twitch partner helping streamers grow their viewers grew from 20 to 250 plus featured in ninja's book and twitch for dummies so what I'm doing here is step one, I tell them what they can get from me, Twitch partner helping streamers grow their viewers. Step two is I need to give them an example of my authority. Grew from 20 to 250 plus, so I have real results. I have a reason that they should follow me because I've done this before. Featured in Ninja's book, once again, that's my authority, and Twitch for Dummies, that's some authority too, so it tells them that I know my stuff, that I am worth following because I'm gonna be sharing information that is actually helpful for them. This might be hard for some of you because you think, oh, I don't really have any authority, but authority can come in any form. Think of the greatest achievement you have that's relevant for the audience that you want to attract, and then put that in your bio section. It can even be something as simple as like retweeted by Ninja or, uh, I I don't know you are you know your story you know something cool that you've done, uh, raised. for Breast Cancer Research Foundation, whatever it is, put that information in, but make sure that that information is relevant for the people that you want to attract. Just because it's great information and it's a highlight from your experience as a content creator doesn't mean that it's going to be relevant for the people that you want. So make sure it's only info that's relevant for them. Then the next thing is your link, right? Right. Your link, you essentially want to use as the most introductory piece, the number one thing that you can do to help people get closer to that result that you tease earlier in your bio. If I say Twitch partner helping streamers grow their viewers, then at the bottom, I can say want to get more viewers in all caps with a little like down um A hand emoji pointing down. Want to get more viewers? Streamcoachbook.com. That's my first product. Oh, for those of you who don't know, I have an ebook. You can go to streamcoachbook.com if you want to check it out. And that book is a great introductory product for someone who has never seen me before. This is a paid product. So the ebook is $27. This isn't necessarily the best, like number one thing that I should be referring to people to. Ideally, what I want to use here is I want to use a free product that people can get that's going to help them get closer to the goal that I tease, but that gets them on my email list. And once they're on my email list, that's whenever I can do the other sales for the ebook. I can do sales for Dreamstream Academy. I can sell uh, one-on-one coaching with the coaches that I've hired or our um, our upcoming, I haven't talked about this publicly yet. So podcast, or podcast audience, y'all are the first to know about this, but our upcoming paid community, uh, that's where I can really start to do the selling. And this is a little bit more complicated. I'll talk about like funnels and, and marketing and that kind of stuff in an upcoming episode. If you all want to hear about this, just tweet at me and tell me that this is something that you want to learn because I'm still unsure how many of you are that interested in learning about monetization and the business side of being a content creator. But essentially with your link, that's the first the, the most basic impression, the most basic transformation that you can give someone, that's what you want to put there. For some of you, that's going to mean uh, go check out my most recent YouTube video. It's going to mean go check out my stream, but you always want to phrase it as this is the transformation that I can give you. So back to the example of Dota 2, if I help uh, people who want to get better at Dota 2, increase their MMR through fresh tips and strategies. I'd say, want to increase your MMR? And then I would lead them to either a clip of mine on my stream where I give them a really, really great, basic, quick win, like really easy transformation, or some other, maybe it's a, a PDF download. Maybe it's to a YouTube video where I talk about it, you always want to frame the link as a way to get that transformation. Then the next thing that they're going to see is they are going to see your highlights, okay? They've seen your profile picture. They've seen your follower count. They have seen your bio section and your link. The story's highlights is really, really important. Your story's highlights is where you give them the transformation that you said that you were going to give them. I say Twitch partner helping streamers grow their viewers, grew from 20 to 250 plus. So I have some stories highlights about my partnership journey, how I went from zero viewers to 75 plus. I have a stories highlight called Stream Tips where you go in and it's people asking questions or you can ask a question and I literally just go in there from time to time and I answer them and I give people advice. This is... A great way for people who don't know anything about your account to get context about who you are and what you do. So you want to give a fully fleshed out version of who you are and what you can transform for them through your stories highlights. Now you can also make these links to your content. Like I have sections for YouTube videos and books that I think that people should read. And those are still great. You're kind of cataloging all of your content for them so that someone who's new can go to YouTube videos and click through and find something that's relevant for them. If you have the swipe up feature, then they can swipe up and go watch it. But the most important thing here is that you use this to give the transformation that you said that you were going to give and you give it in different ways. So it's more than just having a little question story and then going in there from time to time and answering those questions. There are also different opportunities for you to engage with people. So you should be creating Utilizing all of Instagram's features. You should be creating uh, DM groups. You should be creating little chats. You should use their live feature. You should use anything that you possibly can. Try to use all of the features, categorize them into different stories, highlights, and then see which one is going to work best for you. Oh, I just burped. So sorry. <laughs> see which one is going to work best for you based on the audience that you're developing. Something that I realized is the other day in my stories, I asked streamers to create their own story about the number one piece of advice they have for someone who wants to grow their followers on Twitch, tag me in that story, and then I would share it on my story to my followers. But there was only one person that did that, and that's because a lot of streamers are uncomfortable either sharing that information or talking on camera to Instagram in a way that is different from the actual stream. This is why a lot of streamers are very uncomfortable with YouTube too, is like actually talking to a camera can feel uncomfortable because they don't do it very much. So I didn't get a lot of shares on that. But what I did get a lot of shares on was whenever I asked that question through the little question feature that you can add to your stories. That's where I got a ton of helpful advice and shared a lot of that, and that was really helpful for people. So you need to figure out the way that your people like to communicate the best, and the only way that you can do this is through trial and error and narrowing down who that specific audience is. So you have to do both of those, and your stories highlights are a great way to do that as well as to give some more context. Now, another thing that you can do is have an about me story, which is supposed to do the exact same thing as your about me section on your stream. You want to give people that origin story of who you are. You want to hopefully use the narrative that you've developed to tell people, this is who I am. This is what I do. And this is why it's important to me. That why and sharing that is super, super imperative. But if you don't have that yet, you don't have your narrative down yet, you don't know any of that information, just telling people, hey, here's who I am, here's what I do, I have a couple of dogs, I like to do this stuff in my free time, and here is why I'm passionate about the transformation that I give you, that's enough to give someone that little bit of context. There's also another stories highlight that I recommend, which is essentially you selling yourself to... The people who you're trying to create the transformation for, so for example, the way that I would use this for my twitch stream coach uh account is I would have the stories highlight it would say something like um, maybe first first ebook or more viewers or something to be actually enticing. For that transformation. So it'd say like more viewers, right? Grow your viewers, something like that. And then what I would do is I would get people into that story and I would kind of create this like verbal sales page about here's what my ebook can v- do for you, here's why it's important, here's the journey of making the ebook. And kind of taking them through that entire process of what a sales page should include, but saying it verbally and showing them the ebook and then telling them where to go get it. So I'm kind of using these other opportunities to sell people and have that verbal sales page that's going to lead to more money for me, which means that I'm able to sell to my audience because they feel comfortable with it. They expect it from me. This is really important. I need to cover this in another episode, but it's really, really important that you sell to your audience early as opposed to like waiting until later on because then people are going to get really obsessed but are really upset. But use that opportunity to sell, grow your income a little bit, And make sure that you're able to keep doing what you want to do, get closer to your full-time goal. Instagram is a really, really great place for this because on Insta, they get a better sense of you. They get more context about your life. They get more video. And the more video that you can use, the more live streaming that you can use on a platform, the more the relationships will deepen. The more people will trust you, the more they're going to feel comfortable buying something from you. This is why streaming is so, so, so helpful. If you want to sell anything, if you want to create an ebook someday, if you want to create some kind of paid product, which I really believe every single streamer should have at some point, streaming is a great, great way to sell those things because people trust you whenever you're live. They can see your reactions. They see your face. It's a great way to grow trust. It's why streaming has been successful. It's the same with Insta. It's the reason why selling on Insta is actually way easier than it is than selling on Twitter because they get a way more uh, fleshed out version of you and of who you are. So this is really important. Making sure that you are you have some kind of like ethical good way to monetize on every platform is just it's just smart. It, it really it just is. You can also give them behind the scenes of your journey, the stuff that you're creating, the changes that you're creating for your life and the big goals that you want to achieve. Hooking people into that story is really, really important for YouTube, but it actually is pretty important for Instagram as well. And Instagram, since works really well with YouTube, is a great way to further that narrative I need to make a YouTube course already. This is just, it's so good. It's so good. So we've got our highlights. The next thing that someone is going to see whenever they come to our profile for the first time is our feed. Now, believe it or not, your feed doesn't actually have to be like the most aesthetic, the most beautiful, super planned out, absolutely gorgeous thing that you've ever seen. People really, really are looking for authenticity on Instagram right now. That's not to say that that will never change. Maybe at some point people want those like highly, highly produced photos again, but really what matters the most is the the transformation. People don't really care if you're, okay, take this with a grain of salt because depending on your brand, some people, some audiences really, really care about how attractive you are, how fit you are, whatever. But for a lot of brands, they don't really care about that. They care about the transformation, which is where your description in your Instagram posts comes in super, super handy. So the way that your feed looks and the actual visual aesthetic of everything doesn't matter nearly as much as your descriptions and the engagement and getting people to comment and getting people involved, but it does still matter. Something that I really want to do this year is I want to start leaning into the entrepreneurship side of who I am a little bit more. I want to start sharing that more. I want to start talking more about what I'm going through with building a business and what I'm learning and and using that information to help all of you think a little bit more from a business mind versus from just this personal mind, right? And so something that I want to change about my Instagram is I want to start including different forms of content. I think this is something that we don't think about enough. We generally just share photos or we'll share like multiple photos in one post, but there are a lot of different styles of content that you can make on Insta. We talked about in the Twitter podcast episode about how different content types is really important, how you want to be sharing GIFs and photos and videos, and it's the exact same on Instagram. You need to be varying your content types because some people are going to love photos, but some people will love videos. Some people will love uh, Instagram TV. Some people will love all these other features. The more you can utilize all the features of a platform, Instagram is a platform just like everything else. They want you to utilize their features to keep their users on the platform for longer. So the more you can serve up those varied types of media, the more you're going to feel like a fully fleshed out brand and individual. And you can do something easy like... Day one is one photo. Day two is a video. Day three is a photo montage, the the little slideshow thing. Day four is an Instagram TV post. Day five is a highlight from your stream. Come up with some kind of rhythm for it to make this a little bit easier for you as opposed to having to always actively think about switching up the media types that can help you Um That can ease the confusion a little bit, the anxiety a little bit. So that's going to be really helpful, hopefully, for those of you who are thinking like, oh, my gosh, mixing up the media types is just too much. It's just all over the place. So you want to mix up your media types. You also want to use maybe some images Some quotes, some graphics that you make that fit with the visual aesthetic of your stream. So I'm using this blue, light blue, green gradient for my YouTube stuff now. And I'm trying to find ways to mix that into the other visual components of my brand that I have. So I want to turn my Twitter banner into that gradient. I want to use it in Instagram. I want to think of how I can create a more cohesive brand visually across every single platform. So you probably already have the visual component of your stream figured out. How can you bring that to your Insta? and create just simple little graphics. You can use something like Canva and create these little graphics that are quotes of yours or are good pieces of advice. Whatever transformation you want to give people, they're going to help further that transformation. So feed variety. Need consistency, how often should you be posting? Some people say you need to post every single day. Some people say you need to post once or twice a week. Really, it's just whatever is comfortable for you, whatever you can keep up with. People care a lot less about your Instagram feed versus your actual stories. The stories are where they're going to... the audience you're trying to attract is going to get most of their value from you. Your feed is still good. It's still important because it is one of the components that will convince someone to follow you or to not follow you. So it's still important to look good and to be useful and to be helpful for people, but your stories is going to be way, way, way more important. So when we get into the actual posts, we've talked about the feed, but we need to talk about each individual post and what it's supposed to do. The photo itself or whatever media type you share is less important than the type of engagement that you want to get from people. So your number one question should be with every single post, what do I want my audience to do whenever I make this post? For a lot of us, we either don't include a caption or we include a really lazy caption that's like two little emojis or maybe a song lyric, or we say, hey, come to my stream or just posted a YouTube video, and we just tell people and we kind of use Instagram as a way to advertise the other things that we're doing as opposed to giving value to the platform itself. This is the same with every single platform, y'all. You really need to take this advice. If you haven't been doing this already, you need to do this. Every platform needs its own value. So what do I mean by that? You can't just take your Twitter, your Instagram, all of your social media and use it as a bulletin board to promote your stream or your YouTube videos. It just doesn't work like that anymore. You're you're going to come across as a creator that, or at least a social media account that doesn't really engage, that doesn't attempt to form deeper relationships with people. You have to have to share helpful information that, and and this isn't to say that you can't share the same information on both platforms because you definitely can. And that's a great way to repurpose your content and make sure that everyone gets the message and make it a little bit easier on you. But you still need to make sure that you're delivering value there as opposed to just repurposing the uh, the bigger content, the macro content that you create. Your micro content can be synergistic. You can take an Instagram post or a, a Twitter, you can take a tweet and post it in your Instagram stories and that's totally fine. But what you can't do is just lead people to those macro platforms because what you're asking your audience to do and what they're, they might be doing is they're actually listening to you and they're leaving Instagram to go to YouTube or to go to your Twitch or to go to your mixer. And what do you think Instagram is going to do to you whenever you're convincing all of their users to leave their platform? Obviously, they're not going to be happy with that. Obviously, they're not going to promote all of your stuff because you, every time that a viewer gets. A viewer, every time a follower gets on your content, they leave Instagram and they go somewhere else. Instagram wants to keep their users, they want to keep them on the platform. So think of how can the, this post keep someone here? How can I convince them to go to the next post and keep engaging with me or go to my Instagram stories or go to my stories highlights? How can I create something that they feel excited to interact with? So, with every single post that you make, I want you to think what use is someone going to get out of this how am i going to help them achieve their transformation and how am i going to get them to engage with me because that's really what it's all about is getting engagement on social media an easy way to do this is by asking a question so something that i used to, i used to do that was pretty bad was i'd ask these like huge questions like What's the exact process that you use to grow your stream from point A to point B? And I look for people to type these like huge, huge paragraphs. And some people would because they were really in love with that message and really in love with sharing and hopefully being helpful through their journey. But most people didn't because that question was so complicated. So first off is keep your questions easy. If you're going to ask a question, just ask them to do something super simple I think my last question was, what's your 2020 focus? My 2020 focus is I want to get back to my CEO brain by delegating to people and working on my business instead of in it. I want to uh, utilize my staff a little bit more than I have been and to make sure that the pipelines for content creation are really, really good and really, really solid before I try to do everything myself. I should not be editing YouTube videos. And I edited our last YouTube video. That should not happen. I've regressed from my CEO mentality. And so I asked people, that's my focus, but what's yours? Tell me your 2020 focus. And it was something super simple. They could answer really quickly. You could also do this by sharing something important. Like I really love, let's go back to our Dota 2 example. I really love getting better at Dota 2 because it makes me feel like all the effort that I put into something, I can see rewards from. I love the feeling of getting better at something, blah, blah, blah. If you agree, type, I don't know, the prayer hands emoji in the comments. Something super simple is way more likely to result in engagement for you versus if you tell them to do something super complicated. Now, The next thing I'm going to say about your Instagram post is going to be a little bit controversial because I have had different results. I've had very mixed results with this. And I don't know if it's because this is the streaming community because of the gaming industry or what, but your captions, your descriptions should be relatively lengthy. You don't want it to be paragraphs on paragraphs on paragraphs on paragraphs, but you also don't just want to say four words. It's going to be way more likely that people have respect for you if they can tell that you're putting effort in. This is something that can help you stand out, actually. like Believe it or not, the work ethic that you have can separate you from the rest of the pack. If you show people that you put a lot of effort into a platform, they're way more likely to be like, wow, what is going to happen next with this person? They have a lot of energy and attention here. I should pay attention because they could teach me something or I should pay attention because what's going to happen next? If you put more effort into your captions... People will respect you more and give you more attention, but it has to be information that's relevant for the audience that you want to achieve or you want to grow. So this is something that can be really difficult. You can't just share random stuff and expect people to care. You can't go into this huge tirade about something that's completely unknown to the audience that you want to develop. You have to talk about and be real and raw and authentic because this is what Instagram cares about now is that authenticity. They want you to share the stuff that you're going through, the things that you're struggling with. And then at the end, you ask some kind of question. Now, another part that's really important about this is the very first line, first couple of lines of your Instagram posts. I hope you all can't hear my dog snoring right now. He's snoring really loud. Okay, it doesn't look like you can. So the first two or three lines of your Instagram posts is actually really important because in order for people to see the rest, they have to click. Right. And in order to get them to make that click, you have to convince them that the post is going to be worth it for them. So if your audience is streamers, you want to say, here's exactly how I network as a streamer. And then have that little down hand with the the pointer finger that's convincing them to click down. Make it something that's enticing, something that hooks them. You can generally do this by sharing some kind of cool outcome, sharing a really strong emotion or enticing them a little bit. This is the same skill that you're going to develop whenever you start making YouTube videos and you make thumbnails and titles and you have that that intro hook to your video. You have to do the exact same thing. Then you have the meat of your content. Then you have the outro, which is asking some kind of question, asking them to make some kind of move. I believe with every platform that you should always ask them to further engage on that platform. Very, very rarely should you be asking people to leave Instagram or Twitter or wherever else and go view your content elsewhere. So you want to make sure that that ratio is pretty high. The amount that you're asking people to stay on Insta should be way more than the amount that you're asking people to leave it. We also need to talk about hashtags here because a lot of us are using them wrong. Instagram never intended hashtags to be something that were just used and abused. They didn't intend for us to put these gigantic hashtag paragraphs at the end of our posts They wanted to use them to categorize content, to make stuff easier to find. And instead, what we're doing is we're choosing, everyone's choosing hashtags that are either super, super popular or totally irrelevant. And they are, it's totally messing with the platform. So hopefully the hashtag system will be revised a little bit. But as of right now, here's what a lot of people are suggesting. Some people are suggesting that you put them in the comments and you tell people, what you're doing. So you say, hey guys, I'm using this um, this hash this new hashtag strategy. And then you incorporate your hashtags into an actual like short paragraph. Um so I could say I feel like a hashtag boss lady. It's so great being a hashtag businesswoman. I really appreciate that hashtag CEO life. I love hashtag entrepreneur goals, my entrepreneur my hashtag entrepreneur life, whatever it is You work your hashtags into a comment in the form of a paragraph to try and not be picked up as a spammer uh, on Instagram. Now, you can also do this as just a regular hashtag paragraph in your comments. I have found that using the hashtags in your comments doesn't really work as well as putting it in the actual post. So you're going to have to trial and error that a little bit But something that's really important, and this is the number one thing I want you to take... Actually, there's two things. These are the two top things I want you to take away about hashtags, is that you need to be using a mixture of very popular hashtags, mid-popularity hashtags, and not popular at all hashtags. You want to be able to target all of those three different types of experiences because each one is going to give you different types of followers. Some are going to be very, very targeted, some you're going to be just show up in a very popular hashtag and some is going to be the mid-range kind of a combination of the two, but you want to be able to target both. And then the next thing is don't use the same 30 hashtags on every single post. Make sure that you switch it up so that you don't appear as spam to Instagram. Always, always, always change your hashtags to be relevant to the content that you're talking about, uh, to what you're posting about in your, I keep wanting to call it description, but in your, um, your bio, not bio section, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. So we've got our posts. The next thing we need to talk about is your actual stories. So people use stories relatively incorrectly, we usually use them, especially if we're approaching Instagram from this personal brand. We're trying to shift into that business perspective, right? We usually use them as behind the scenes or we don't use them at all. Start using them. <laughs> Most people are actually paying way more attention to stories than they are over feed. So your stories are really the thing that is keeping you engaged, keeping you, uh, keeping people reminded of you and keeping you active and relevant. So you should be using about three stories per day at least. I wouldn't say use like 10, 15, or 20 stories a day because if someone isn't already super bought into who you are and what you do, they're not going to sit through and watch every single story. They're just going to skip past all of your stuff because they see it as like, oh, that's too much. I don't want to sit through that. And then eventually you're going to drop off of their stories recommendations. So make sure that you get people bought in, bought in, bought in whenever you have that really great community that is DMing you and interacting with you a ton. That's whenever you increase the amount of stories that you're posting with your stories. You want to make sure that it is furthering that transformation that you teased in your bio section. So yes, there can be parts of your day. Something that I share, like I mentioned earlier, something I consistently share is going to the gym because that is something iconic that I'm building into my brand. I want to be seen as a brand that um, furthers like health and fitness and that entrepreneurship lifestyle as opposed to just being stream advice. I do want to get people attached to myself as well. So something that's really important is that you do share a little bit of your life, because if you don't share anything and you're only focusing on the transformation that you can give your audience, people aren't going to be connecting to you. They're going to only be connecting to the transformation that you give them. And that's over time going to make you feel really worn out because you're only being used by people and you're not sharing about who you are. You're not using any form of self-expression. So having some level of self-expression here is really important but make it iconic. Think of what's something that I do every single day or every other day or enough in my routine that I can consistently post about this in my stories. It might be drinking coffee is something that's iconic for you. It might be going for a walk with your dogs. It might be um, meditation, whatever you want it to be. Make sure that that iconic thing is something that's in your Instagram stories every single day. You see this icon uh, kind of marketing strategy, this branding strategy everywhere. This is why Chance the Rapper always wears his hats with the how many kids he has <laughs> on his hat, so they're always like numbered. He's like, I've got three kids now. Cool, we can all keep track of how many babies he's got. <laughs> this is why uh, every single person who has something that visually stands out about them. This is why they share this stuff all of the time. And you can build an icon into your brand as well. And you should be by doing this. So whatever you do every single day or every other day or enough to be relevant, make that your Instagram check-in time, make that the time that you use to further that icon to get people interested in you. And then also don't be afraid to share a little bit of that transformation during that time as well. Another thing is, yes, you should be sharing that transformation. So you need a, a mixture of stories here. You need some that show who you are and what, what you're interested in, uh, the you like furthering the icons that you are trying to develop for your brand. But then you also need the stories that share that transformation because people followed you to specifically get that knowledge, to get that information, and you have to make sure you're giving it to them. So you need to be doing this probably a couple of times a week. It should be something that's very obvious to people that you help out with this specific thing. Another thing that you need to be doing in your stories is mixing up the different media types. Once again, if I go to my Instagram stories right now and I say something, let's see. If I go to my Instagram stories right now and I look at the different ways that I can get uh, mix up my media types. I've got location. So if I'm out at a convention, if I am traveling somewhere, I can tag a location and get myself in front of more people that are also in that location. I can use mentions. So this is really important. If you want to get on the stories of another brand, this is something that I don't see streamers using enough. You can actually get shared by big brands relatively easily if you just mention them in your stories. But if you have a multi story, story about them, you have to make sure that you at them in every single story because they can't share unless they have that at mention. So use mentions. You can use them to get on other people's stories, to get people on your stories. Something that I really encourage y'all to try is try to get more people to mention you in their stories because that's going to get you in front of their followers. So think of ways to get them to mention you. It might be, Hey, show me your coffee today. Here's mine. Make sure that you at Ashley Christ and put me in your stories and I'll share it on my story too. We can all feel like we're having coffee together. That's actually a really cute idea. I should do that. (laughs) But doing something like that to get people to share and at mention you in their stories, you can use hashtags in your stories. So I think you can use up to like or something in Insta stories. I can't remember here, but the thing with hashtags that everyone encourages you to do is that you squeeze your hashtags and make them really, really small so people can't see. But actually what happens if you squeeze them too small, Instagram doesn't register them. So if you want to hide your hashtags, something that you can do is hide them behind like a sticker or the the question feature, whatever you want to do to try and like hide those a little bit to make it more aesthetic or you can just be your true authentic self and show your heck and hashtags to everybody. Cause really who cares using music. So yeah, you can use music in your posts. This is like a really, really low form of, uh, utilizing the features though. It doesn't really ask for any engagement. And I think most people probably skip through any posts that any stories that have music on them. I like Who cares really? Unless you can find a way to get people invested in this. So how would I get someone to share me on their stories and music? I would say uh, maybe I would share like, here's Hot Shower by Chance the Rapper. This is my favorite song right now. What's yours? Tag me at Ashley Christ in your Instagram stories and share your favorite song right now. So that might be a good way to use that feature in a way that's actually engaging. The next is polls. So, the problem with polls is you can only have two responses. And for some of you, you'll want to ask questions that have multiple responses. Polls are still good. You still want to use them. Make sure that they're not positioned too low or too far to the right because sometimes people are clicking through and they won't they either won't be able to answer if your poll is too low because that's where they're supposed to go in to respond or message you. The the top or the bottom section of your Instagram stories is like unusable space. So make sure that it is Up enough to where they can respond. But then also with the actual polls, you want to make sure that they're not too far to the right because people who are like clicking through stories will accidentally click no on your poll and it will skew the answers. The other option that you can use though, if you have more than to answers that you want to pull people about is quiz. I don't see quiz being used nearly enough, mostly because there's like a right or wrong answer for it, but it's a really great way to add more options. I actually just use this to ask people if they wanted me to talk about Instagram podcasting or streaming during this podcast episode. And yeah, quiz makes you choose a quote unquote right answer, but it doesn't really matter. It also shows you how many people click on the one one uh, result, the one answer versus all the other answers. So that's really good. Then you've got the little sliding bar for how much you love something. You've got the chat which is so 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 important. DM groups are something that a lot of people utilize. This is essentially a group of people that uh, are all DMing each other consistently because they want to stay top of mind for each other. They want to make sure that. And for some people, DM groups are actually like engagement groups where you get together with like five other people and the six of you say, hey, if we post a new post or a new story or we ask for engagement somewhere, we're all going to support each other to get that like initial boost to the content and we will share it with our followers as well, something like that. So those are really, really great ways to utilize DM groups. If you haven't been doing that already, consider finding like a handful of people that are within your same niche. And within your same followers, and try to create some kind of group with them where you all support each other if you really want to grow, and then like share that content with your audience as well. It's a really, really great way to be uh, supportive of each other, but you can also use it to stay top of mind with your audience. So, I made a chat one time that was talking about how to use Instagram, and I brought in as many people as could fit in the chat. I think it was somewhere around 30. And you can have those people consistently DMing and talking about and trying to figure out some specific thing to help you, right? Because people want to be helpful for you too. They want to feel like their knowledge has influence over you as well. So chats are a really great place to do that. You can also use them just to join together people who have a specific interest or if they just want to talk about life. Say, hey, do you want to be my best friend? Join this chat. That's like a really, really great way to get some initial traction for your posts. There are a lot more like there's a a temperature, there's a timer, there's gifts, there's photos. There's a lot of different ways to be creative on Insta, but make sure that you're using as many different types as you can. The next thing is there are a lot of different hacks and tricks that you can use to make your stories prettier, to get like gradient text or to share a bunch of responses to a question that you asked. I'm not going to cover any of those here because I feel like this isn't a really good format for that. It's typically a visual format where I would share that kind of information. So maybe there will be a YouTube video out about this if y'all like this episode enough. But There is something that's really important that I think a lot of us need to talk about and need to utilize, and that is the swipe up feature. So you can get swipe up at 10K. If you don't have the swipe up feature, though, all is not lost, and it can actually be a benefit for you. So if you can't say, hey, swipe up to watch my newest YouTube video, swipe up to join me on my stream. What you can do is say, hey, DM me for the link. And what you're doing is you can send them the link in that DM, but you're also getting way more engagement because they're DMing you and Instagram counts that really, really highly within their algorithm. So you have the web link um, or Instagram TV videos or whatever you want to send them to, just ask them to DM you. That was a lot. Okay. Now the real question is now that we know all this stuff, how do we get more people from our stream to Instagram, right? This is what y'all are really here for. Like I said earlier, Instagram and TikTok work really well together. So especially if you're getting into YouTube, consider the YouTube, Instagram, TikTok trio, if possible. It's going to force you though to develop some skills that are outside of your skill set as a streamer, you're going to feel like an itty bitty dumb baby in the very beginning because you don't know how to do a lot of these things for most of you. But some ways that I have found that have worked really well to get people from Instagram to my stream. So one is yes, sharing your stream schedule, talking about it in your stories and creating a story's highlights of either clips of your stream that are useful for that specific audience you're going after, or sharing just fun things that happen during your stream, trying to keep people looped into the actual channel. You don't want it to be a secret that you're a content creator on other platforms, but you don't want to be posting about it all the time and constantly trying to take traffic from Instagram and throwing it over to Twitch. What you're trying to do is grow all of these platforms simultaneously. They all need their own attention and they all need their own love. They're like little babies that you have to nurture and and feed them and give them their milk and and let them grow on their own in addition to letting them all support each other. So it has to be mutually beneficial relationship. So you share, you give people that context. I really, really like the timer feature. So there's a countdown on Instagram that you can use in your stories and people can actually click on the timer and get notified from Instagram whenever something goes live. So if you have a stream that's about to go live, you can use the timer feature in your stories and say, Hey, we're going to do something really cool on stream tomorrow. Make sure that you click this. If you want a reminder that stream is going to be live. Or you can use this for YouTube videos. You can use this for literally anything that you want. It can even be like a live Q&A on Instagram. Hey, I'm going to be here live tomorrow at noon making or asking, oh my gosh, answering your questions about streaming. Click the countdown if you want to get a reminder from Instagram to show up for this. That's actually a really cute idea too. Dang, I should use this. I need to take my own advice more. (laughs) So make sure that you are reminding people that the stream exists, sharing your stream clips in your feed. It just has to be something that you refer people to. And if they want to come and hang out in your stream, you can use that whole, hey, DM me for the link to get the link out to the people who actually care about it. And that's a really great time to have some kind of conversation with them or ask them for feedback about your Instagram or your stream or whatever you're doing. I wouldn't recommend putting your stream as the main link in your Insta. I still think the most impactful thing and the most impactful thing that you can do with your link there is to give them that introductory, very basic, like quick win of what they can get from you. For whoever is your audience. Now, how does Instagram fit into your content plan overall? How often should you be checking in? How often should you be using it? I personally really believe that social media is an accessory to your main content. I don't necessarily believe that social media should be the end-all be-all of what you do, but that's going to be different for everybody. Some of you are social media freaking stars, and you can do so much if you just focus on social and don't focus on YouTube or your live streams. You could be such a great social media star, but not necessarily a great YouTuber or podcaster or streamer. But for a lot of you, it's going to be the opposite way. Your social media is going to be an accessory. And because these macro platforms usually give way, way, way more value and are more transformative for people, that's where people get the main transformation from you versus social media, which is smaller, more digestible, more bingeable, that kind of stuff. So In my opinion, it is great to check into all of your social media platforms every single day, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be spending 30 minutes, an hour or two hours on your, on every single social media platform every day. That's not going to fit into most lifestyles. It depends on where you're at. It also depends on where you're at with your content. So if you're in your growth period and you're really in your come up and you're, you have a lot of momentum, you have a lot of traction. That's the time where you want to give a lot more attention to whatever platform that you're on. But once you get past that stage, it's really easy to just spend five minutes a day checking in and that's it. It depends on your schedule, what platform is really popping off for you, what platform is your strength. You always want to give more attention to the platform that is your biggest strength versus the other platforms that are just kind of accessories that would be nice but aren't necessarily popping off for you. So in my opinion and the way that this fits into my content plan is I check into Twitter for five to 10 minutes every day. I try to make one tweet every single day that is going to get some kind of engagement. And I check into Instagram for five to 10 minutes every single day. I try to share a little bit on my Instagram stories about my life, but then also about the transformation that I can give people. Just one little thing every single day. You will be very surprised how that stacks up over time. If daily check-ins are too much for you, just make it whatever is going to fit into your schedule. Okay. It doesn't have to be daily. It really doesn't. It can be every other day. It can be every three days. Just make sure that you pay attention to your audience and try to put yourself into their experience. If someone follows you and they go two weeks without getting any kind of transformation from you on Instagram, they're going to be like, Oh, this, this, account is not actually going to help me in the way that it said it was, they're going to feel a little bit upset and they're probably going to unfollow you. So that can happen in two weeks. That can happen in a week. That can happen in like four days. It really just depends on your audience. So pay attention to those people. That being said, that's all of it. That's the, the Instagram breakdown all of you. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you learned a lot about Instagram. And uh, if you have any other tricks or strategies or information that you want to share, make sure you tweet at me at Ashley Christ or tag me in your stories on Instagram, say at Christ and I will share it in my stories. We'll share your information with the other streamers that are following me on Insta and hopefully get you a little bit of followers or attention or friends or whatever you are going after with you sharing that on my Instagram stories. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for allowing me to help you in this way. If you haven't subscribed to the show, make sure that you are subscribed. Tweet at me any feedback. I love you so much, and I will see you next week. Whew, that was a long one.